and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to welcome to the show my friend, fellow physician, and inspirational leader, Dr. Elsie Coe. Dr. Elsie is a practicing interventional radiologist and the Chief Medical Officer of American Endovascular and Amputation Protection. She's the founder and CEO of the LEAD, that's in capital letters, L-E-A-D, Physician Leadership Programme for Physicians. LEAD Physician helps physicians who are ready for growth, rediscover their purpose, rekindle their passion and create real potential for their short and long-term futures in academic or private practices, side businesses, or as a consultant in medicine. Physician alumni rave that their personal lives and relationships deepen as a result of the leadership skills they've acquired, and their ability to connect and communicate provides them with growth opportunities they never believed possible. Check out leadphysician.org or contact Elsie at info at co or oneword.com. And I'll put these links in the show notes for everyone. Um, but I just have to say, what an incredible mission. I think it is very fair to say Dr. Elsie is leading the way with inspiration. So without further ado, let's meet Dr. Elsie Co. Welcome to this show, Dr. Elsie. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and speak to my audience. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm all the way in New York City right now in Manhattan, so all the way on the other side of the world. Much more exciting than um, than Nottingham. Um, <laughs> gr- <laughs> I don't dreary know Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm really honoured that you've come on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so grateful. Um, obviously, I've read out your your wonderful bio, but uh, you know, a be- beautifully um, drafted and crafted as all our bios are. Would you tell the audience a bit more about yourself, a bit more kind of personally? including your current work roles and what leadership positions you currently hold or have held in the past, please. Yeah, so I've been in practice for over 20 years as an interventional radiologist, and this is a male-dominated field. There was only 1% of women at the time when I joined. And, um, you know, I I came up from a very conservative Korean family background. I grew up in West Virginia in the country, and I, I had a hard time transitioning into medicine and, um, you know, there was a lot of imposter syndrome. There was a lot of, you know, cultural differences coming from a Korean family where you're not supposed to really voice your opinion against somebody else's. And so for me to get into medicine was like a huge, like it was like running into a brick wall and then <laughs> suddenly being taken advantage of by other people, I realized, and I had to force myself to, you know, push my, push my boundaries yeah. beyond where I wanted to. It was very fearful. But to to fast forward, it was a lot of that happening from medical school to residency. Like we all go through that, you know, where we're transitioning and it's really fearful with the unknown. But then getting into practice and then having to, given given a leadership position, like I said in my TEDx talk, was really, really hard because I wasn't mentored. I didn't know any other leadership style besides being a dictator. 
So I think, you know, the reason why I've become on my own podcast, I'm on your podcast, is to really help physicians realize that, you know, there are things that you can learn, you can build your skills, no matter where you are on uh, where you want to be in in your career and your personal life. There are, we need to realize that we need to adopt a growth mindset, which we're not really used to uh, with, you know, the the uh, one one track mind type of a culture we've come from in medicine to realize that there's so much more to us that we can cultivate no matter where you are in your career. Wow, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for for sharing all that. So I think what what struck me out of what you said there was um, culturally you come from a very unassertive, you know, non-assertive background right you can't right. you know con- conflict is you know you can't you can't disagree with people um and and yet you said that you became a very sort of dictatorial command and control authoritarian type leader in in your in your early days i mean they seem like kind of polar ends of <laughs> of the spectrum right so i mean how how did that happen well i mean obviously i don't think i came across as authentic because i was faking it until i could make it but yeah. I just saw what I was taught watching yes. mentors, watching other attendings, older physicians, you know, we're doing rounds, for instance, internal medicine rounds, and it was scary. No one could talk. And then yeah. you have this older gentleman kind of te- like asking us to present uh, patients to him. And we got reamed out if we didn't get it right. <laughs> so that's when I thought like that was what, what leadership was. Yeah. So that's the kind of person I was coming out of practice, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not a good excuse, but that's what happened. No, no, but it's it is ubiquitous in certainly in in Western medicine. I don't I don't know much about um you know kind of the uh, developing countries and how doctors are sort of churned out there, but the uh, the cookie cutter you know approach in in the states and and the UK and certainly I've seen it in Australia, hundred percent um is that you just you just role model and you know some of the when we were going through some of the i don't want to sound ageist but some of the older generation you know the kind of sort of dinosaurs you know who uh, they don't have any leadership skills to speak of or they're, they're very very poor and that's 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 the only um example that we have isn't it we're not taught leadership at, at medical school so you know you you can't blame yourself but um it's really interesting though i mean for you as you say, you were very inauthentic. You must have had this awful conflict and tension within yourself, being quite a, you know, from quite a demure background, if you like, to being quite an aggressive sort of leader. Yeah. I mean, there were moments when I uh, would would hide and be upset and not want anyone to see my weakness. And that's another thing about, I think, medical school is kind of, we're not just supposed mm. to show our weakness. I remember we, there was a, AIDS patient at the time. And he, um, I couldn't get the ABG from his radial artery and he took the syringe from me, started stabbing his own wrist. It's like, I can do it. I can do it. And he took the syringe and he threw it across the room. And I was like freaked out. Um, you know, here I am this new intern trying to (laughs) put a needle into this guy's wrist and he's getting angry at me. So I ran out of the room, I was shaking and I told the charge nurse, I'm not taking care of that patient. I'm not taking care of that patient. She goes, young lady, you're going to go back in there and you're going to take care of that patient. Like, I don't care. Like what, what happened in there, whatever. And I was like, 
you know, I didn't even know what to say. I, I was so, yeah. anyway, she was commanding to me and I was so used to taking all that. Yeah. And yeah. that was one moment where I was like, you know what? I'm not taking it. I, this is yeah. like, I, I just was, that was it. You know, yeah. like I got woken up in the middle of the night, to put in IVs or give Tylenol a prescription or whatever. I like every little thing I said yes to, because that's yeah. just the way I am and where I grew up. I just say yeah. yes. And then uh, I got written up. <laughs> I got written up. <laughs> and the chief resident had to come to me and talk to me and I'd explain that. But that was so uncomfortable. And I think I went home mm. crying or something. But, yeah. um, you know, it, you you start to learn that, you know, physicians need to learn that um, leadership is not just one one way. There are multiple ways of leadership styles. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one size fits all. Like every circumstance mm. is going to be different. And um, it's not going to always be collaborative. It yeah. sometimes needs to be a little bit, you know, authoritative. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, hopefully there's a balance so that you're going to be able to create the type of culture that you want that yeah. allows employees to to want to work with you and yeah. want the organization to thrive. So those yeah. are the things that we need to kind of open up and say, you know what? I've learned one style, but I realize that what I'm doing might not be always the right way. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, and that 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 segues us beautifully, um, completely unintentionally, into my next question, which is what what's your personal leadership style now? You know, obviously you've you've evolved a lot. You 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 coach leaders, you coach physicians in leadership. So so where are you? I mean, you've alluded to the fact that, you know, we almost have to be a bit of a stylistic chameleon, you know, depends on the situation um, as to what leadership style we're adopting. But do you have a kind of an underlying style, which and occasionally you dip in and out of other styles? Yeah, so I, um, I think there's a one general style. And then, you know, it sometimes will change, take shape differently depending on Mm. what's going on, especially when there's conflict. But uh, in general, I try to establish a more collaborative type of leadership, a servant leadership style where I am accountable to my employees as much as they are accountable to me. And there's an understanding of, um, there's an understanding of hierarchy for sure. But At the same time, I want to make sure that people feel safe and comfortable coming to me psychologically to be able to tell me when I'm doing something wrong or when someone else is doing something wrong or something that, you know, people feel uncomfortable coming up to leaders to talk Mm -hmm. about when it's vital for uh, change to happen. You know, if you're, if you're going to want something, if you want the workflow, if you want the work environment to really be efficient and be uh, a place where people want to work. I mean, I had just had an employee today say to me, it's not just about the salary. You know, somebody, she left from Florida and she goes, and they were trying so hard. I'll give you whatever you want. You know, please don't leave us. And she goes, you know, doctor, it's not just about the salary. So we have to realize that it's the culture and that's the kind of um, environment um, I want to work in. I don't want to lose employees in this state and age when everyone can have a hard time finding ancillary staff, finding doctors. So that's the type of leadership style that I, in general, go for. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. I really like that. Yeah. So, so I mean, you've kind of, you've 
told us what your initial um leadership style was from you know kind of a learned uh learned experience perspective and and how you've evolved into this you know really really wonderful style now but what about your journey to leadership i mean you know you obviously you know you can't you're an intern you're a resident you're an attending how did you become a chief medical officer how did you become a founder and a ceo how did these things happen it wasn't overnight. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, again, I I did a TEDx talk on how I really failed. I fell on my face. I um, I was I w- because of my skills, my hand-eye coordination, and the skills that I had. I was recognized by attendings from my past, from residency and fellowship, to be brought on to an organization that was starting up uh, outpatient interventional work, and to be a medical director of one of the centers in New Jersey, and um. It was scary for me because I had I, suddenly I walk into this office, you know, as a surgical center, and I have my own nurses, I have my own techs, I have my own front desk, I have my own marketer. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I have no. I mean, all I thought it was like I'm going to come <laughs> here, I'm just going to do my work, and they need to do what they need to do, and I'm just going to finish my day and I'm going to leave, and they need to figure it out. That was my mentality. I mean, that was horrible. <laughs> and then if things if things didn't go my way, I just, I was like, you know what? I got to show them who's boss. I got to tell them how it is. And I like, I remember picking up the phone once and saying, we are ready in OR1. We are ready in OR1. And meanwhile, like, you know, the nurse is working around like crazy. And I, and she was so, so offended that I was, um, that I did that. And I remember she just came and pissed and I'm like, why is she so pissed? You know, all I wanted things just move along. So it was like such a disconnect from, from me and them. Yeah, That was my leadership style. That was horrible. And I fell flat on my face a few years later when we're on a, on a a party bus going to a Christmas party in Manhattan. And um, everyone was giving speeches. We were drinking alcohol. There was music playing. We're dancing, you know, and, and people let down their guard and the center manager told me, Elsie, you know, did you know that you made each and every person on this bus cry at one point in time with you? And I was like, wow. holy, I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's very funny. Ha ha. You know, but nobody was laughing. And I felt like somebody just like punched him in the chest. I was like, what the heck happened to me? That was like a wake up call. And, you know, now I'm grateful for that time. And now I can easily talk about it for the longest time. I couldn't talk about it. Yeah. But now I can talk about it because I realized that it's better to, to let it out. And also it's better to share with other people because I, I transformed myself since then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so powerful. Um, the learning from that is profound. Um, thank you so much for, for sharing that and thank you know thank goodness you you had the courage you know to kind of just own it and then kind of you know accept that you just had to deal with it because because so many so many physicians are too too proud or too sort of you know self-important and so on aren't they to to, to kind of move past that kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, and look, well, some I, of that is related to insecurity and imposter yeah. syndrome. Um, yeah. Some of that's related to people not having a very strong self-image of themselves. And, yes. and I would like that, you know, I would barked out orders because I wasn't, I wasn't 
secure with myself as a leader. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I completely agree with that. And that's certainly some of the reasons that, you know, I found that people are perpetrators of workplace bullying and things like that. You know, there's a lot of insecurity in themselves, lacking in their own self-confidence, you know, hurt people, hurt people and, and that kind of stuff. Um, right. so thanks for that and the other thing that the amazing point that you've you've raised is again it's it's ubiquitous the world over is these people coming into you just ah oh, you just see it time and again people come in to new jobs in leadership positions and they feel like they have to exert their yes. dominance and their authority they have to rock the boat they have to it's a it's and a new show it's, dominance it's a new era <laughs> yeah it's a new it's my era now you know and this is how I am. And this, and you just kind of, you know, you just cringe now. Now I cringe before I would be like, Oh God, you know, but now it's just like, oh, come on, you know, seen this so many times now, you know, just get, get over your little kind of power trip and let's, let's, let's get real. Let's, let's get on with the job sort of thing. So, but yeah, thank, thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. Um, were there, were there people, I mean, you, you, you mentioned um, the people who saw the um the potential in you because of the um the, the skills that you had you know the kind of practical skills that you had to do interventional radiology in this in an outpatient setting and so on but can you um t- talk to a, a couple of people who were senior to you female or male who who helped you kind of uh, on your journey helped you rise um you know what i think nobody was lending a hand to me because i didn't ask for help and right. I think that's the, the other thing is uh, physicians, if you learn to ask for help, and when I started to get, you know, some leadership training and and realized that asking for help is is actually a very respective thing on from people yeah. outside of medicine who are non-clinical and, and they want to help you, they realize they love the fact that you want help. Because yeah. a lot of they they've had a lot of experience with physicians not asking for help, um, so yeah. I really didn't have like a great mentor until I realized that I can ask for help, and um, it was really uh, people outside of medicine where I got help. I actually uh, ended up getting getting my executive master's in healthcare leadership, but on on top of that, I um, found a couple of coaches that are very well known. Um, like Bob Proctor, who recently died during COVID, unfortunately, but um, big thinkers and uh, gurus of personal development, making me more self-aware of who I am and then being able to translate that into how I communicate with other people. What I'm saying, the biases that I have, how to uh, influence, and there's a great book by Dale Carnegie, uh, the nephew of Andrew Carnegie, called How to Make Friends and Influence People. Just reading tons of books, listening to audibles in the car and uh, getting mentorship was paramount in not just my professional life, but my personal life. So that's kind of how Lead Physician came about. My The program that I've created is based on all of that in physician mm-hmm. language that allows people to really step back and and it's like eye-opening for people who are ready for it. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, thank you, thank you so so much for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I'm also a, a, a big uh, Bob Proctor fan. Uh, may he rest in peace. Um, 
change change your paradigm change your life and stuff like this and 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 yes. jack camfield as well you know all these yes. um, these people within the, those circles so um that's really interesting and i yeah lo- looking forward to picking your brain about how you've incorporated some of uh, bob's work into your into your program so uh I'll be for later on um i, I mean I, I this this is one of those questions that sort of uh, almost goes without saying you know uh, is is there a, a female physician out there who hasn't faced challenges of of one uh, form or another related to their gender or related to their their ethnicity or whatever but you know are there, are there any are there any experiences of any challenges that you are comfortable to kind of like speak to that you know that you can share how you coped with and move past past those for you know for the learning of the listeners yeah that's a really good question i um uh one thing that comes to mind right away is when i started like i said in interventional radiology there was only 1% of women in ir so when yeah. i went to our society meetings our national meetings that occur every year called the society of interventional radiology in the us um I would show up and no one would help me in the exhibit hall because they didn't mm. think I was a physician. <laughs> and so mm. I would I would be afraid to ask, but then I would notice and then I would feel bad. And then I would, you know, I wouldn't say anything, but then I, I felt this inferiority uh, and it was all self-inflicted. I could have, so now what I learned is, you know, it, I wouldn't go to, you know, the, I wouldn't try to accost somebody who, had a big name in IR because yeah. I thought I wasn't good enough, you know, or I wouldn't, I'd avoid big dinners. I would avoid this because I didn't think I was worthy of it because, you know, I don't, I was, I don't have no idea. Like it was, it's all mishmashed with childhood culture, upbringing and my own self-imposed uh, perception. And, mm. and yes, there might've been some, um, uh, there's definitely, I've, I've experienced racism. I've experienced yeah. sexism. I've experienced all that. But uh, I would say what I learned from, you know, fast forward with all the leadership training I had, the coaching, the reading, the studying, the application, is that I learned that, you know, if I could go back in time, instead of instead of uh, shying away, instead of um, waiting there at the counter in the exhibit hall for someone to help me and wonder when anyone's going to notice I would educate people. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would say, hello, my name is Dr. Ko. I would introduce myself. Yeah. You know, I would um I would value myself. It yeah. starts with self-image. You're not gonna get yeah. anywhere. The reason why I got a CMO position, you're asking me, is I learned how to build my self-image in, yeah. internally, because you're never you're only going to reach whatever you want in life based on how high your self-image is within yourself. So if you yeah. believe that you can achieve whatever it is that you want, mm. maybe you want to be medical director, maybe you want to be uh, an entrepreneur, maybe you want to be um, a consultant. If you don't already believe that you're there and you don't think like a CMO or like an entrepreneur, then you're never going to be able to take the actions that are required to get the mm. results that you want. Does that make sense? So you're yeah, only as good as your own self-image. So. Yeah, yeah. And then when so, people yeah. start, when you start introducing yourself and you start educating people of who you are, and they recognize your value, and you they see mm. your confidence, mm. then they treat you differently, right? They yeah. treat you differently. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so in, in interesting. So kind of like 
through the retrospectoscope, you kind of look back at your your past self and you'd be like, I would have more self. I would, you know, I'd work on my self-confidence. I would I would have self-worth, you know, be- believe that I have yeah. value to, like you to said, give. You, like you said about paradigms, you know, Adam, yeah. mm. paradigms are basically a group of habits that has, is your mental programming that has mm. everything to do with your habitual behavior, everything that yeah. you do every day, how you act, how you talk, how you walk, how you, how you uh, use your gestures, you know, your nonverbal yeah. language and almost everything is habitual with the way you communicate. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, uh, Bob sort of talks about them as you'd like your operating system, aren't they? Um, your brain's operating system and you just need to download another another version or upgrade it yes yes, <laughs> yes replace it. it yeah yeah thank you that was that was really really helpful really interesting as well um yeah so i mean that's you know the, the advice to to listeners would be definitely to work on all those aspects of self you know and uh you know like there's a whole long list of of, of self things that are just so helpful self-care self-love self-kindness self-compassion self-worth self-confidence self-leadership all these things are just so so important aren't they but um i, I just wondered in, in um in addition to that great advice have you got any other advice for the leaders on how to become a strong and kind leader i mean i look at you now and and i you know I, i've known you for a while now and you're very kind and you're, you're certainly strong but you're you're strong in a sort of understated way because you don't you don't need to flex that that leadership muscle because you have mutual respect for your you know your colleagues and so on but have you got any other other advice for for the listeners on how they can become strong and kind yeah i mean um i would first start by looking at at what you really want figure out take some time to think about what do i really really want to happen this year you know i don't want this you know most people don't want to be where they are right now in the next three to five years, they want change, you know, and then think about, okay, how about three to five years and maybe even write it down for you to be able to, you know, and look at your results right now. If you've been having the same results, I I talk to people who are saying, well, I've had these same results for the last three years and Mm -hmm. I just don't want this to be continuing. I've tried, I thought, but it hasn't been happening. And the reason why it hasn't happened, the reason why it hasn't happened because you have to first, number one, create an intention that this is going to happen this year and keep it in the forefront of your mind, whether you write it down or, or on a vision board or whatever. Number yeah. two, work on yourself to believe that you are the person who can achieve that. Because like I said, self-image is everything. And then number three is tell yourself, you know, what three things can I do today? You know, mm-hmm. what are my goals? What do I want by the end of the year? By the end of the year, this is where I'm going to be. I'm so happy and grateful now that I have done this. What yeah. is it? And you write it out. And then every day, what small three things, even if it's like, I'm going to email someone or I'm going to make a phone call, or I'm going to write this on my calendar, whatever, what three mm. things can I do that's going to allow me to move on my path forward? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I, I, I heard uh, something recently, you know, that uh, it, in, in terms of moving forward towards goals and so that in, intention is nothing without implementation. Yeah. Like, a lot of us kind of have have good intentions um and you know we'd we'd really love to be in this position but actually we're not moving the needle forward because we're not implementing any any techniques and and so on um yes love that oh. <laughs> um okay so uh 
kind of coming towards the the tail end of it now what would be your your take home um sort of pithy leadership message for our listeners what's what's the most important thing about leadership that you would like to share yeah so i would say just start being curious about uh your leadership style um if you're not if you're looking at your leadership style and you're not liking what you see then um the first thing is be open minded and say, okay, well, what else can I do from where I am with what I have? What can I learn? Who can I reach out to? Maybe I need to get coached. Maybe I need accountability partner. Maybe I need to get some books. I need to start using my commute as a time for study. Um, all of your investment in yourself will pay off tenfold, if not a hundredfold. Yeah. And my life is completely changed upside down, you yeah. know? And, um, that's what I would like to see physicians do if, you know, they say 60% of physicians are burned out and part of the burnout, I'm not saying all of it is part of the burnout is learning how to get out of where you are right now, learning how to set that intention and move out of where you, where you are right now. So you can live a better life. Yeah. Brilliant. That's really helpful. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So, um, Last few fun questions now. Um, what are you What are you currently excited to be working on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, we have a leadership program for uh, physicians who are interested in in growth and change and um, achieving a dream goal that they want and learning how to negotiate and communicate in a style that influences people to say yes, mm. yes, you should have this. So uh, if that's interesting to you and you just want to have a brief screening call that's what i do for 15 minutes to see if that this is even interesting to you mm. go to leadphysician.org and um www.leadphysician.org yeah. and you can uh, set up a calendly call with me and that's what's going on right now yeah. we also yes. have a dream big book club that i i lead through the women in ir in the u.s and mm. um we're going to take you through a series of books that are very, very interesting that can help you think differently, like finance. The first one's on finance on April 24. Mm. And you're going to learn about what are the main things in finance that I need to know for my business or just to be able to have that conversation with people in leadership who are not uh, who are in finance, or maybe you want to start your own business. It, it, finance, the more knowledge you have on that. Uh, it's not that hard to learn. There's a great book that we're we're going to be going through with the author, um, and oh, his wow. name is Dr. David Morris. Yeah, yeah. so go to the uh, SIR website, sirweb.org, and uh, if you look up the Women in IR uh, Dream Big Book Club, it's in there. Otherwise, you can you can email me at info at Dr. Elsico, and I can direct you to how to sign up. Cool, and is that for? Men and women, men and any, men and women. Even though it's through the women and IR, it's yeah. uh, men and women. Whoever's interested. Superb. That's really good. Um, yeah. No. I. I. Um. I, and you talked about kind of um, the the new leadership thing you're doing, where you're trying to get people to uh, where they're trying to get their teams to kind of say yes. Yeah, so you you're trying to bring people on board. So is it is it kind of like teaching leaders how to be more influential and more persuasive and stuff like that? Is it? Yeah, so it's not just um, personal goals, but professional goals yeah. in the leadership training. And uh, it's applicable to no matter whatever you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I've yeah. done that personally and even just getting my foot in the door in leadership yeah. and continuing to to raise money in my previous job and, um, you know, how to 
how to write a business proposal and yeah. uh, and learning how to speak their lingo, but mainly really understanding what the other party wants and then putting yeah. it into your own language style so that yeah. when you're communicating to them, it's gripping to them that they yeah. want to- Irresistible want offer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I, I, I mentioned your um, your web website and your email address, which I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, are, are there any other um, you know platforms and things that you're on where people can find you, you know, kind of social media things? Yeah, so go on to the LinkedIn um, site. I think uh, you probably have the handle. I don't have it on me yeah. right now. Yeah, I'll add and, that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm also on Facebook. It's called Lead Physician. Um, the, there's a group there you can join. Um, every uh, week or every other week, we do a podcast. Uh, it's through LinkedIn Live. And, you know, Adam, you've been on that and you're going to be on it again. And it's just free free tips on how to um, be a great physician leader. And if you go to YouTube and you just type in my name, Elsie Co, you'll see the the website and you can just be, if you subscribe, you can be notified every time that there's a new video that comes on. Fantastic. Yeah. Definitely put all those in the show notes and the, um, the lead physician Facebook group, is that a free group? It's a free group mm-hmm. yep. for physicians only. Okay. Yep. I will be joining that after this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So just last question now, do you have any closing words that you'd like to share with the listeners? Yeah. Just know that you are not alone. I mean, look at what I went through <laughs> and that yeah. was pretty horrendous. And just know that you're not alone and we, we should all help each other. That's why I, I love meeting people like you, Adam, because uh, you're across the, the world and I, I we somehow found each other on LinkedIn reach out to people, find help, network, uh, help bring each other up. We uh, physicians need to help each other uh, be leaders in medicine, not have other people just be the only controllers of healthcare. We need to collaborate together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. I I love that. And uh, yeah, and and supporting each other as medics, you know, again, I've seen so many kind of dysfunctional medic medic interrelationships you know where we almost sabotage one another and things like that well we've got enough there are enough people trying to you know control us and put us down aren't they we we really need to band it band together and we can be much stronger um thank you so much for that um i i've loved this absolutely love this um this was just perfect timing i um I, i'm really grateful to you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and bearing your soul as well to an extent and and giving us this wonderful advice thank you so much to the audience for listening before i go i just want to share a brief word about a new online course i've co-written on how to become more assertive maintain boundaries and say no that's recently gone on sale for 66 us dollars or 55 pounds sterling i'll put the link to this at the bottom of the show notes as well so please check there or send me an email if you're interested thank you so much so Until the next episode in two weeks, all that remains is to wish you all health, happiness and inspiring leadership. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach. 
So please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website www.dradamharrison.com That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today and please join me next time, two weeks from now on Alternate Wednesdays for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. <laughs>